Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is still Flyover Ministry. We're on week two here with Tim, and we're going to get into this right away because last week was just tremendous, and we don't want to necessarily shortchange our time with him. But um, I do have a quick question as we get started here, Tim. You had mentioned using uh, TikTok a lot, social media. Are there other places that you go to for finding just different topics to talk about or things to focus on? as you produce content on the uh, YouTube or on your own social medias, Mm -hmm. or even as you write this book with Alicia. Oh yeah. So we've, um, what's amazing is there's probably 200 footnotes from social media um, where we're just, we're pulling, you know, TikToks or like what people say in a TikTok or in a tweet or in an Instagram post or Facebook. I would say, you know, when we started, Red Pen Logic a few years ago, it was um, Twitter was where we were getting a lot of it. So we were looking at tweets, mm. and these were typically like viral tweets, and there was something in there that was teachable. So we're not just trying to like put someone down. You know, I hope that's clear when people go and look at Red Pen Logic. We have there's some kind of idea that is being communicated, and it's being liked a lot. And so people clearly aren't seeing the flaw in it. And we actually started with a lot of pro-choice uh, tweets mm. and people were making these claims and they just were, I mean, some of them were ridiculous, but um, they were they were getting momentum. People were certainly liking it. And so you'd see a you'd see a, a this tweet and it has a hundred thousand likes and you're thinking, are you OK, let me let me see if I can correct this. Um, and so, you know, we. And of course, movie stars and you know these kind of people are on there, and I've responded to some of them and actually had some interaction with some of these people. Okay, so there's this there's this comedian. I'm trying to remember her name. Is it, is it Heather Ann Campbell? Something like that. She was a she was a mm-hmm. comedian for whose line is it anyway? Okay, mm-hmm. and um, she had tweeted, um, and I won't get into the nitty gritty because it's kind of a it's kind of a graphic thing but the idea is that um i'll get uh, uh, yeah i don't want to get too graphic so i'm I'm going to change your illustration imagine i scrape the back of my hand and all these cells come off my hand okay and and she equated that well you pro-lifers look at i'm committing genocide right now because all these cells which are alive are coming off my hand onto the ground i'm killing them and so see how ridiculous you pro-lifers are. Now, her illustration had more to do with sperm, and I'm not going to get into all the sure. nitty-gritty, okay? But the, the point is she was failing biology because a zygote, that is the first cell when sperm and egg come together, is a living, distinct, whole cell. It's a new it's a new individual. It's that cell is not the same as any cell in the mother's body. And and so what she was doing was she was saying, well, 
those cells, like my skin cells on my hand, which are a part of my body, and my sperm cells are part of my body, and her egg cell is a part of her body, those are individual cells that are part of the person's body. But the zygote is a completely, it's in a different category because it's not one of your cells. It has a different DNA, a different blood type. It's going to form all the organs of this new body. So anyways, I, I kind of pointed out where her biology went wrong. And of course, she didn't like that. Um, I put, and I used to put letter <laughs> grades. I used to put letter grades. This is where, this is where like the sarcasm and I've softened the approach, but I used to put like, I gave her a D minus or something in biology right on the tweet, which was, I get it. That's not very nice. <laughs> and so she responds back to me and she said, cause it started to get traction, right? Like, and sure. so she's like, okay, I should respond. She gave me a D minus in comedy. Okay. Like in, in um, <laughs> So then, but then I went back and forth with her. It was very sweet, actually. And I wish I had screenshotted. I'm sure I could go back and find the engagement. But we mm. kind of went back and forth. And she understood the spirit in which I communicated it. You know, I was like, look, I'm just, I'm not coming down on you. I'm just trying to point out that this is a category mistake. And there's, you know, we're pro-life. That doesn't mean we're against every cell in your body. Like that's genocide or something. If a cell comes off your body, no, we think those are your cells, but the zygote, the embryo is not one of your cells. It's its own distinct body. Um, and she, I mean, it was really sweet how she, she took that as, um, uh, as you know, I, okay, I, I agree, you know, hmm. and I, that's happened more than once, by the way, where I've made a video. Um, responded to someone and they've reached out either in a, in a personal DM and said, Hey, I appreciate the way you responded. I don't, maybe yeah. don't agree with you, but, but at least I like the way you did it. You know, you sure. weren't condescending, you weren't a jerk about it. So I'll take that as a win, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Absolutely. And I think th this will be an answer for the question I'm about to ask as we're talking about red pen and stuff. And I know I've used that in, in communicating with my parents and my students to say, Hey, here's this resource that's available. Um, but just wanted to run past you as, as you are in this space and know a lot of what's available. Um, how would you say, uh, that small congregations can make good apologetics teaching accessible? Cause I, I, I know that you're mm. used to doing like larger conferences and, and there's something that large mm. congregations can, can do and afford and like bringing in the speaker, yeah. like there's no way that yeah. we could probably bring you into my little youth group of 15 people at this point. Um, so mm. since we're limited in that sense, but still knowing that there's a whole wealth of stuff out there, how do we make good apologetics teaching accessible in our smaller congregations? Yeah. Well, this is the beauty of the internet. You know, we talked, I think in the last podcast, uh, Dan, you mentioned there's tons of information out there and there's a lot of bad information too, but there's a lot of good information. And I have, I have seen, um, people have reached out to me and tagged me in posts where they're using, for example, a red pen logic video, they're showing the video and then they have a discussion afterwards or what they'll do is they'll play the part where the person, cause I play usually their whole video, um, to start. So let's play the 60 seconds of the TikToker making their claims and then they have a discussion and then they play my response, my two minute response. So there you're, you kind of, you're getting Mr. B in the room, um, 
through, you know, through video. Um, so that would be kind of one example that I've seen. I mean, people getting really creative. Um, so there's a church, I think it's actually uh, Minneapolis, um, when we were at Grace Church. At that church, we did a, a big conference there called Reality, the Reality Conference. Um, and there's a, there's a gentleman who does a, a dad and son, um, I think it's a couple times a month, where they come in and they, they do apologetics. And sometimes it's the red pen videos. So, you know, you can you can um, use tons of the information, the uh, content that's that's available, say on YouTube or TikTok or or wherever. Um, one of the things that we've done, seeing the need for exactly what you're talking about, is we've created what we call STRU. So stand to reason, STR, and then U as in like university, that kind of thing. And we've created these free uh, courses. Usually there's five or six classes in one course. And the courses are not meant to be long. They're, you know, five to, you know, 10 minutes in length each. And they're plug and play. You play the course, uh, the, the class, and then there's a, there's a discussion that you can do. There's even actually a test to move on to the next one. There's like multiple choice, true and false. So you could actually walk through that with your students. Okay, let's do the test together. You know, so you can take STRU as an individual sitting in front of your computer, or you could play it in front of your entire, you know, youth group. And then we could, okay, let's see how we did. Let's walk through the questions, true, false, multiple choice. And then it opens up the next class. So those were, those are the kinds of ways that um, it's, I mean, it's exciting. This was not available, you know, three decades ago. And now you had to have the person fly in. And now we have, we're able to kind of replicate ourselves by creating these really engaging video curriculum, um, or, or using just a YouTube video or something. So, um, those are great ways to, to bring the content into your, into your classroom or into your youth room. I think that's a really interesting and great opportunity to use digital media. I mean, this is us podcasting here, right? This was mm. not a thing until 2007, I think, is when podcasts actually started coming out. And everybody's like, ah, oh, that's yeah. not going anywhere. And then we started this, Jordan. You remember back in September 2020 during mm. the pandemic when it was just, let's have something that's free and accessible and easy yeah. to access. And our, Our audience has it is almost mirrored red pen logic, you know. <laughs> well, I, I think our we've got a pretty specific audience, and we, our our mm -hmm. audience hasn't grown, but we appreciate them anyway. But uh, yeah. we are um, talking about smaller churches, and as I'm helping shepherd a smaller church as a youth worker, as one of their pastors, uh, what intimidates me a little bit, and even mm -hmm. as someone who has received this kind of training, who has. Uh, had conversations with people deconstructing their faith and uh, trying to help them reconstruct it as well. Mm -hmm. um, the topic of apologetics is a little intimidating where there's just so many different areas that you could focus on. And um, I think the perception might be that we have to have all of the answers for this specific mm -hmm. topic and then all the answers for this specific topic. And what happens if my friend asks me about this and what happens if somebody asks me a question, I don't know. And so when, when people yeah. say, yeah, we should do a series on apologetics. Okay. Um, tell me more. And that, and it usually comes back to what Jordan had said, you know, about 
um, answers in Genesis, tell us about creation, yeah. tell us about evolution, and then it gets into, well, the morals and ethics of what's going on. Mm-hmm. How do you, a broad stroke, I realize mm-hmm. apologetics can <laughs> be spread across all different aspects and areas of our faith. Yeah. How do you narrow your focus when you start talking to church leaders about this? Yeah, and and Dan, I totally get that idea that it is intimidating. Um, I so I totally feel for you. In fact, I oftentimes feel like an imposter. Okay, and I think a lot of a lot of apologists do. I've talked to them, and they'll say it's like imposter syndrome because. Um, you always feel like you don't know enough. There's, there's, there's just more. There's, there's more to know on every single issue, um, unless you've spent your entire life narrowly, you know, getting a PhD in this really fine area. Um, but we're, we're not talking about that. You don't need to do that. What I would do here's my here's my encouragement to you know youth pastors uh, who are who are, are just pastors who want to walk through some some apologetics i would suggest i would suggest taking a survey or a poll of your of your group and find out what are the questions that they have so you're not just going to come up you know we're going to talk about creation because that's what everyone talks about no what are the questions you actually have and i'll tell you what and it's going to be something you know it could be old testament stuff could be lgbt stuff that's huge okay um, like, how do I even talk to my, what's the Bible say about homosexuality or transgenderism? What do I even, you know, what do I even do with that stuff? Um, what about abortion? You know, when an election comes up, there's, that's always like, you know, the thing is like, everyone wants to talk about abortion. Um, and so you're going to find out what those issues are. And then you're going to begin to research those issues and you're going to present a little bit of material. You don't have to present everything. Maybe you bring in a video to help you. And then at the end of that video, you're going to find out, hey, your students have questions. And maybe you write down those questions. And then when the pressure's off, you're going to let's let's okay, maybe that next class, we're going to look at one of those questions. Or maybe in the next class, I'll go through and see how many of those I can knock off, you know. Um, but again, this okay, this does require work. So the encouragement is you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be the Bible answer man. You don't have to like in at that particular moment. You know, you end up looking silly because you don't have the answer available. Well, join the club, okay? Like, there's lots of times where I've had to say, I don't know. In fact, when I started learning apologetics, for the first, like, discovering it, I was in university, I was in teacher's college, okay? And I was getting peppered by very smart people with questions virtually every day. And it actually was a lot of the creation evolution stuff, because they're all, they were gonna be all science teachers. But I didn't know. I didn't have any answers, none. And all I would say to them is, "That's a good question. I have no idea. Let me see if I can find out." And maybe the next day or the couple of days later, I would say, "Hey, here's what I found. You know that whole homology thing? I didn't even know what that word was. But that whole, you know, similar the bat wing, the whale flipper, the human hand, the cat, um, are all have the same bone structure. That, that points to common descent, like they all came from a common ancestor, isn't it? I mean, that's what it says in the textbook. I didn't even know that. So they're explaining that argument to me, and I'm like, okay, what do I do that? I'm supposed to be a creationist here. Uh, I, I don't know. And I, and, hey, I did some digging. 
Well, what do you, so that, yeah, that seems to really point to common descent, but could it also point to a common designer? Like, wouldn't a common designer have a similar blueprint? I mean, look at, look at the iPod and the iPhone and the iPad and the, and the shuffle and the nano. And if you were to go into these things, they're, they're different a little bit, but there's a lot of the same blueprint, right? And no one would say, look how like one evolved into the other. Of course, that's silly. We know that they've been designed by Apple and Apple has a certain way of doing things. So they um, sure do, don't they? They do. And they have a way of, and they have a way of charging us a whole lot of money for it. Right. That's what, they so, <laughs> yeah. So, but here, the point is I didn't know any of that stuff. And I just went and I did a little bit of homework and a little bit of digging. And you know what? Sometimes I came back and said some things and, um, they were like, well, what about this then? And I'm like, oh, great. I, I just learned about this other thing, you know, and now I got to, and you know what? It was a really cool process because I grew, I've, I probably grew more in that year as an apologist than um, in, in such a short period of time than I have since. Like I've been growing, but I got stuff to do. I got work to do. And I'm, so I'm reading in my off time or whatever. But at that point I was like, I was spending more time studying apologetics than I was doing my homework for my classes, you know? And that's because these conversations were so engaging. And so my, my hope and my challenge to pastors and youth pastors would be don't be intimidated. It's okay to not know. And, and just get the questions and go search for the answers and come back. And I'll tell you what, you can always throw it back to the kids. Well, what do you guys think? Let's make this a group assignment, you know? Okay, so we're going to talk about slavery next week. I want you guys to gather as much information as you can before next week. So I, I want to find out every passage in the, in the scripture that talks about slavery. Every one. Okay? And let's go look for those. And maybe we'll find some videos challenging the Bible. We need some of those. And maybe we need some videos that respond to the, the challenges. Okay? Let someone, let's, let's look for those too. And now we're working together and it's not like, you know, the pastor feels like they got to be a professional apologist or something, you know, and, and you're also modeling for the students. We don't have to be nervous. We don't have to be scared. We can bring the challenge in and we're going to, and we're going to address it as best we can together. And there's something I think really powerful about that whole process um, that, is is going to bring that student like be with that student for the rest of their life because you're not always going to be there to answer the next challenge and there won't always be an apologetics group or club or whatever but they are going to see those challenges when they when they're confronted with them on TikTok or Instagram or wherever and now they have a way of doing it it's like oh okay what do I do oh i know i i go search okay let's see what the bible says okay let's go see what some of these christian apologists and philosophers have to say and that might be so the pressure your the pressure's off your shoulders a little bit you know um i don't know if that helps i mean i'm just i'm just kind of uh off the top of my head kind of running through some of this and what do you guys think does that resonate or or do you have specific advice that you'd want to throw in there too yeah, I think that's that's a really neat uh, concept of bringing students through there, and I think that's an, a part of discipleship, right? We mm. we can talk a lot about Bible study, um, and the temptation in youth group can be just always presenting a lesson, 
but never getting them interacting with the text to learn how do they come up with the material themselves. So this seems like a replication of, of that process too. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to kind of go back to what you said last week um, too, I kind of said this in passing, but uh, we recognize that, you know, this is, this is your profession. Like this is your career right here. You spend all of your time dealing with apologetics based stuff. Well, not, all of your time, but professionally. Mm-hmm. And a youth yeah. pastor might have different things. You know, you're dealing with mm-hmm. teens in crisis. You're dealing with school, mm-hmm. different things going on. Um, so when I've encountered, uh, I have an opportunity to work with our seminary interns, and we go through just some very cursory, like one hour on apologetics. And my admonition at the end is, look, your job is not to know all these answers because, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's beyond your scope. But I want you to know where to go to find them. Mm. So, like, that's my encouragement for leaders is we as leaders need to be exposing ourselves to where to find these answers. Um, But I love your idea of, like, bringing the students in on that and giving them the task of of kind of compiling both, you know, videos critical of them. I think sometimes we can can fear maybe sending Mm -hmm. them out to look for those contradictions because maybe we fear if we don't have a strong enough answer, but like looking for those and then also positive responses and helping walk through, I think is an honest way of doing that Mm -hmm. and and potentially really helpful. Dan. Well, I think it is really helpful too. And it speaks to the, the, the strength of being a community in the body of Christ where there are Mm -hmm. people like Tim and other apologists who have spent a lot of time looking at topics like this, where we can come as leaders and kind of borrow their brain on these topics and look into this a little bit more. So you should still be looking for the answers, right? And I think of one of our teachers at our schools, uh, Pastor Haugen, one of the smartest people that I personally know. And you'd ask him questions and when he wouldn't know, he would say, let me look into that. And like, okay, well, when, when you're first getting to know him, it's like, well, maybe he will, maybe he won't. And the first thing he would say the next time you were in class was, this was a question that was asked last week and I want to touch on this and mm. and he actually would come back and say hey I did some digging here's what I was able to find cool. and the the encouragement like we've been saying is to not is to acknowledge when we don't know and to not be ashamed of that uh, to view mm. ourselves as less than professional for not knowing but then to also utilize that opportunity to grow personally so thanks Tim for shedding light on that mm. as well um, I'm looking at our, our outline here, and we've been mentioning a few resources. I don't know if there's resources that come to your mind uh, that you would encourage people to look at. We, we obviously want to plug your stuff here as well, but um, what sort of sure. places would you send people to go to start looking for different topics that they might have questions about? I'm going to hijack this, and yeah. we're going to turn this into a rapid fire. Can you okay. handle that, sure. Tim? Right. Yeah, yeah. So here's here. I'll give you some names. OK, um, All right. so as far as communicators go, because um, a lot of people write on different topics, but I would I love a guy like Sean McDowell. OK, Sean McDowell. He's an apologist. Mm-hmm. He just is a brilliant communicator. So anything he's written, I would recommend, you know, um, Jay Warner Wallace, Jay Warner Wallace. He's a cold case, former cold case homicide detective. And he is a brilliant communicator, brilliant speaker, and he's got books on the Gospels, on God's existence. I mean, he's a guy you want to check out. Um, of course, you got ministries like Stand to Reason, str.org is our website, and there's thousands of articles, okay? So when I was looking for answers, it was like, 
uh, do like everybody, Google. But you can go one step further and you can just go into Google, stand to reason, and then str.org has a search and you can look up all kinds of uh, articles and videos and, and so on and so forth. If you're, if you're a parent and you want to start apologetics for your kids, Natasha Crane, Natasha Crane is the person, C-R-A-I-N is her last name. She has a book called Keeping Your Kids on God's Side. Um, she's got 40 questions about Jesus, 40 questions about God. A lot of really good material there. And, and they're short. Like her chapters are, you know, three pages on a certain issue. So you don't have to, you're not going to be a scholar on the problem of evil, but you're going to get kind of, here's the challenge. Here's some ways to answer the challenge. And that's, that's, I think, good enough when you're, when you're just discipling your kids and they're, you know, my kids age. So they're seven, nine, 11, this kind of thing. So those would be, those would be some people to go to, as Jordan said, you got to know who to go to. If you don't have the answers, well, who does have the answers? Start with people like Sean and you're eventually going to end up, you know, discovering more and more people in this sphere. Okay. Cause this apologetics world is actually kind of small community and a lot of people know each other. And so, uh, another guy would be Frank Turek. Frank Turek is, is really good at answering challenges as well. He's got a ministry called crossexamined.org. People can check out. Yeah. Um, so, um, again, we, we're in a really exciting time as far as the accessibility and availability of this material mm -hmm. for, for us as leaders and things to pass on to parents, things to pass on to our students. So just want to encourage you to be aware of what's out there. And there's a lot of uh, you know, obviously books. We know how um, I, I keep encouraging people to read, even though my students are just like, ah, you know, they, mm. there's kind of a, I don't know if we're in a different generation that reading is kind yeah. of going away. But yeah. there's a lot of videos, like Tim said, with Red Pen Logic. Um, for youth groups, there's conferences available to be looking at. He mentioned the Standard Reason one, or not Standard Reason, it was a, the, it, it standard reason puts it on, but it's called uh, reality. It's reality, just called that's reality right. student apologetics conference. Yeah. Yep. So lots of like, stuff out there and just want to encourage you to get your hands wet and um, find mm -hmm. some stuff. And, you know, a lot of the names that Tim mentioned are, are ones that I'm familiar with. Like you said, it's not a huge circle, but there's a lot of amazing content out there that can really mm -hmm. encourage and equip you um, as you're getting ready to prepare for others. So we hope that this, gives you a starting block to jump from and uh, that you don't feel overwhelmed by this uh, as you live out the calling that Christ has placed on your life, as you uh, stu serve students and congregations. So with that, may you go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.